0: Hey there welcome to another episode of live a little if you're new here I'm your host Allison I write about health and wellness topics on my blog and share my fitness journey on Instagram be sure to follow the show on Instagram at live a little pod and are part of the live a little collective on Facebook so you can grow with our community and never miss an episode hi hello welcome to another episode It's times like today that I wish I had come up with Carol Baskin's catchphrase. I would love nothing more than to have been the one to come up with, hey all you cool cats and kittens. But here we are. I'll come up with something one day. But for now, I hope you're all doing well and feeling well. I personally have been great despite the fact that I have been watching way too much TV but it's hard when you find a show that's so easy to binge. We have watched nothing but The Sopranos for however long it takes us to burn through five seasons. However long that is, I probably wouldn't want to say, even if I knew. So since I've been doing, frankly, too much sitting, I decided to take a few minutes these past couple days during my work day to do some stretching, um, stand my monitors up a little bit, and uh, stand up at my desk. And I actually posted my first Instagram reel of a sped up version of my little stretching session, so check that out if you're interested. It's no crazy yoga poses or tricks or anything like that. I'm nowhere near being a yogi. and just wanted to come as I am and give you an idea of what some of my stretching looks like. And I also shared that in the Facebook group so you can see it there too. So let me know what you think if you wanna see more or if maybe we could block off some time to do a community stretch and chat in the group sometime. Just spitballing here. So I know no one wants to hear about coronavirus or pandemic related things anymore or right now, but with gym sort of being in a gray area right now, some places are open, some states are still closed. I figured I'd talk about personal training and its various modern day forms. So not just in the gym, but also touch on virtual training, since I know that not everyone will be going back right away or even can right now. So social media has helped make fitness popular again, which of course is great. But with this has come a lot of people who are operating outside of their scope, just not staying in their lane. And with fitness being so unregulated, this is an issue that runs rampant within the industry. And a lot of people don't realize this, but there is no governing body in the fitness world. Anyone can call themselves a trainer and do whatever they think it is that trainers do, accept clients and take their money. Now I know that I share workouts and meals and such. So before I get too far, I want to talk a little bit about how this is different. And put simply, I don't charge people. There's a huge difference between providing free resources to people and making money off of them. And since my content is free, People can see for themselves right away if they find me to be trustworthy and make their decision themselves with nothing to lose. I'm extremely upfront with people, possibly to a fault that I currently hold no certifications. And it's not that I don't wanna be certified. There actually was a time where I was pursuing my NASM certification. But I was also transitioning jobs at the time, and my new employer at the time basically lied to me when she hired me. She knew that I was working on studying for my exam, and she basically forced me to drop it and take on insurance licensing. And the fact that it still is a couple years later and I didn't pick it back up isn't her fault. I'll take ownership of that. But I was just in a bad situation then. I was super unhappy at that job and was deeply depressed. And I don't know, I just never picked it back up again. And so here we are, I guess. I've had plenty of people ask me before to train them. And the biggest reason that I haven't done so is because in my opinion, it isn't ethical. Sure, it's not illegal, but it's not ethical. You wouldn't go see a doctor or a physical therapist and expect there to be a possibility that they aren't qualified. So why should we expect that someone else who is dealing with our body may be unqualified? And the laws surrounding training are pretty loose. So you'll see that the rules around certification vary widely across gyms. You could walk into one gym that requires a certification from a reputable certifying body like NASM, ACSM, ISSA, et cetera, and then walk into another gym down the street and these people may not have any qualifications or even any experience and still call themselves trainers. So that's where it's important to know that it's up to you as the consumer to ask these questions and find out what you're dealing with. So I wanted to do this episode so that I can help you know what to look for. I know the process of finding a trainer can be intimidating, so I want to help make that easier for you. So I know that a lot of people think that anyone can be a trainer. And like I just went over, you kind of can. but. Especially once we start talking about dealing with injuries or someone who's disabled or differently abled or a past with eating disorders, things like that, it's critical that these people are certified in order for them to be good at their job. Being a personal trainer is so much more than just making people sweat and making them tired and sore. And once you're locked into a contract with a trainer or have purchased a training package, you're out your money whether they're qualified or not. So I wanted to talk about some red flags that you can look for if or when you're searching for a personal trainer. So first I'll talk about before you hire someone, what you can look for before you give someone your business. And the biggest one that I see, especially on social media like Instagram, is beware of deceptive before and afters. So you'll want to look at things like posture. Are they slouching in the before and standing up straight in the after? Are they wearing ill-fitting clothes and then a flattering outfit? Frowning before and smiling after? Flexing versus not flexing? Photos taken from different angles or different times of day? These things may seem like tiny details or like they don't make a difference, but the fact is they do have a huge impact in photos because you see the difference between the two images immediately, even if you don't know exactly what's different about them. And if you're not looking at the photos critically or closely, you may miss that deception. Another one would be if the person is selling their training or programs promises results similar to what they have achieved themselves, red flag, or even someone else for that matter. It's a red flag. If they guarantee any results based off of a template or often called cookie cutter program, red flag claims of fast or effortless results should also be an indicator that the seller is not being honest because the fact is individual results are going to vary we're all different i know that we all have this image in our heads of what our dream body looks like and some people may even base that image off of another person's body But we're all so, so complex and different. It's not possible for everyone to have the same results from the same program. We all have different needs and our bodies all react differently to stimulus. So anytime you see someone making guarantees, they're full of shit, period. A third one is if someone is creating expectations or again guarantees of weight loss solely from taking their supplement and making no other lifestyle changes that's another red flag something that a lot of people who aren't in the know as far as the fitness industry goes is that a lot of people are on steroids more people than you think even the women and yes even the women who you might still deem to be feminine they're on steroids too So if they're walking around all year long looking super lean and shredded and they say their secret is taking supplements by a brand they're sponsored by or a company they own, that's an enormous red flag because not only are they lying about how they got to where they are, but they're also making money off of the lies. So that's double whammy bullshitting there. And if a trainer that you're looking at has passed all of these tests before buying a product or hiring that coach, I highly recommend that you make sure that they are qualified to offer all of the services that they do, namely nutrition. Someone certified to personal train is not automatically qualified to give nutritional advice. Now, there are some nutrition courses out there, but again, that's a personal choice. So if you feel comfortable with someone who has done one of these courses, that's your decision, and that's perfectly fine. But just be aware of the difference between completing a nutrition course and being a registered dietitian. So do your homework on that. Remember, you are the consumer, so look for good quality. If you're going to be paying someone and putting your health in their hands, at bare minimum, they should be a certified personal trainer. And you may not realize this either, but there are tons of certifications out there. Some are more valid or reputable than others. And that's an individual choice too, as far as what type of certification you'd like your trainer to have. There are some that you can get online just by taking a multiple choice test. Others require a proctored test. So no matter what you decide there, I urge you to validate their credentials. Most of the certifying bodies have a search engine on their site where you can look at whether or not your trainer is up to date with their credentials. So if you ask them what certification they have, you could verify that on the website yourself. Remember, they want your business. You are in control and they want to work for you. So don't be afraid to ask questions. And if you don't know what to ask them, some of these questions could be, what certifications do they have? What type of experience with clients do they have? How long have they been training others? Do they have testimonials or references that you may contact directly? So now that we've gone over what you can look for before you hire a trainer, I also wanna talk about some things to look out for if you've already hired someone. And one of the biggest to start is something you'll see in the first session or meeting with them. So the biggest red flag for a personal trainer, whether it's in person or even virtual, is not doing a movement assessment with you before beginning any actual exercise. If they don't do this, they will not be able to create a customized training plan for you because they don't know what your limitations, history, or experience are. And that's what puts the personal in personal training. That's what you're paying them for. They should know you. If they don't know your history or current abilities or what your lifestyle is like, they will not be efficient in helping you reach your goals. Your trainer should be interested in learning about you because it's vital to their job. And even if your only goal as a client is to lose weight to start, they should still have other goals for you that they can communicate with you. They should obviously care about the goals that you share with them but they should also care about things like helping you move better having better bodily awareness and helping you build more confidence in the gym and if their only motivation for you is reminding you that you want to lose weight that's another huge red flag fitness isn't just about weight loss And this next one you may or may not pay attention to or notice, but preaching attitudes like no days off and no cheat days are a big no-no for me. I think at this point we all know that rest and recovery are important, and you're not getting that if you're trying to run yourself into the ground every single day. There is nothing that a good trainer has to gain from a client wearing themselves too thin. No pun intended there. Another one that really, really gets under my skin and bothers me is running quote unquote challenges that have a blanket goal for every participant, like weight loss or rules like excluding certain foods. So put simply, if a personal trainer is telling you how to eat and putting you in direct competition with other clients, that's a pretty big reason to run. Again, there's a difference between sharing tips on healthy eating and giving you diet plans or limitations or telling you to just not eat certain foods at all. And if they charge extra for nutrition plans, run faster. A good trainer will refer you to a specialist because a good trainer's only goal is to help you get healthy. If your trainer seems to be more concerned about visible results that they can use in their portfolio, listen to your gut and get the hell out of there. Some examples of that might be being more concerned about the weight you're using during an exercise rather than how your form looks or pushing you to add weight even if your form isn't optimal or If they put a focus on weight loss and post a lot of before and afters of clients or training videos of clients that specifically call out the weight that they're using. And in the same vein as the before and after photos, some trainers or influencers will frequently showcase their own progress and use it as proof that they are knowledgeable or experienced and that they will be able to help you do the same. So if they talk about their own accomplishments more than they ask you about yourself, that's another reason to leave that trainer. This is about you, not them. Another big one that you might notice when you've already hired someone is um, whether or not they keep notes of your performance during sessions. If they're not tracking that, how are they going to continue to build upon a customized plan for you? And that takes us to another thing. Your trainer should have the exercises, reps, sets, and rest periods readily available before you even arrive to your session. So with those two points together, they should always be able to easily reference the weight you've been using for each exercise. For example, if we're talking about lifting. So they will not just be winging your workouts based on you know, what they think sounds good to them that day. And I left this next point for last because I want to make sure that this one sticks because I think it's very important and not really talked about as much. If you're not comfortable around them, they're not a good fit. I'm a big believer that our gut is our second brain. And if you feel uncomfortable or uneasy with your trainer, dump them, find someone else. There's so many trainers out there to choose from now, whether we're talking someone at the gym that you already go to, another trainer at another gym in your area, or even online. So don't feel like you're stuck with the first trainer you're matched up with if you don't have a connection with them. For example, I know a lot of women who prefer having a woman trainer, and that's fine. This is about you. So what you want and what you are comfortable with are what's important. So to wrap up, let's recap some reasons why you should hire a certified personal trainer. One, they've got nothing to gain if you hit big numbers. Too many influencers use their clients physical transformations or their lifting numbers to entice others to join them despite knowing the individual results will vary. A good trainer will focus on teaching you how to do things correctly, not just close enough so that they can show off on social media. Two, they have been educated on the ethics behind training and therefore will be less likely to exploit you. Three, they will stay within their scope. Again, be wary of people who offer meal plans and are not a registered dietitian. Too many influencers not only offer personal training, but also meal plans and nutrition guidance, which is out of their scope and even illegal in some states unless you're a registered dietitian. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you and will help make the search for a personal trainer easier and less intimidating for you. I know that having a trainer is a big investment, so I wanna help you feel good and secure about your decision. And if you're not in a place where you can make that investment, I do have some resources and blogs that I'll link in the show notes for you that will teach you how to build your perfect workouts. And it has visuals to show you why the workouts are structured the way they are. So it'll not only make it easy for you, it'll actually teach you the why behind it all too. Having a trainer isn't a requirement for success in your fitness journey, but just like anything else, it sometimes just helps and gets you there a little faster if you have the help of a professional. So whatever you decide to do, I hope that I could help you feel secure in your choice. So that's where we'll leave off today, kids. Follow the podcast on Instagram at LivealittlePod. Join the Livealittle Collective on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And I actually just closed the $50 giveaway. So thank you to everyone who left ratings and reviews. This podcasting community means so much to me. So nothing makes me happier than waking up to new five-star ratings and new reviews. So if you haven't done that yet, be sure to stop by and let me know how I'm doing. Find me and we'll connect. So I hope you all have a good week and I'll catch you in the next one.